All right, guys, we are back for another episode of the Hustle Podcast. If you did not have the opportunity to join us last week, uh, we really just went through our foundation of what we had as an upbringing around centered around money, investments, and um, this space is really to create an opportunity for you just to have 20, 30 minutes of your day, learn how to have like a passive income mindset, an entrepreneur mindset, if that's kind of like the route that you're going through. And if anything, you might just learn some fun things along the way if you're not interested in it. So thanks so much for tuning in again for another episode. I'd love to kind of just break down for a lot of people who are so curious just from watching us on Instagram, um, just where we are with our investments, how we kind of picked up our first property and you know, what's our future like kind of where idea. are we headed? Yeah. Yeah. Where are we headed? Dylan is the vision runner on this. I yep. um, am the creative. So I just nod and I say, okay, sweetie, sounds yeah. good. So yeah. for 30 minutes, Dylan, <laughs> no, not always. <laughs> no, not always. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. Usually uh, it's uh, at the end of the day after a long day of work and I'm like pitching this new idea or new strategy. And she's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Just like on TikTok. <laughs> And, and no, not not all the time, but it's I usually pick the wrong time to pitch an idea, but that's what it comes down to. Isn't that marriage in general? Anyway, yeah, this much. is not a marriage podcast. Yeah, no. It may turn into. We don't it. talk about marriage ever. <laughs> we will. Yeah, we might. Um, okay, so let's start with like our first. Our goal in this this episode is just to really give you practical ideas just to see if you're thinking about investing in real estate. Now, I will say that we do both um, diversity. We have stock portfolios. We have a 401k. We invest in IRAs. We also do, uh, obviously, mainly real estate as well. So we are diverse. So we're not just saying you just have to invest in real estate. So the idea is just to kind of see an opportunity if there is one. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're curious how we all started. So. Yeah. Take it away, Dylan. I think um, it kind of started. I was really into long, the long time yeah, ago. It was, yeah, it wasn't that long ago, actually. <laughs> Four years ago. Um, I was really into Grant Cardone's idea of having a bunch of apartments. Mm-hmm. I kept watching his video and he kept saying, if you don't buy 24 units minimum, you know, if you don't buy that or more, then that's stupid kind mm-hmm. of thing. And I just I really kind of agreed with that. But at the same time, I just didn't know what I was uh, doing. So I was just taking on a bunch of you know, podcasts, listening to a bunch of uh, different ideas. And it really stuck with me to buy apartments. So I think for a while we were just working, we were just saving, saving money. We were just trying to save money. And, and it, it was weird because we were kind of like chasing our tail because as we were saving money, real estate was just getting more expensive. It was just, mm. it seemed like we were never getting ahead to buy those bigger properties because it's, you know, save a little bit more money, save a little bit more money. And it's like, we need hundreds of thousands of dollars right. to buy our first one. And I think if you, and I think if you listen back to our, like our first episode, we talked about like the strengths and weaknesses we have in investing. And if you get to know me and you listen to that episode, you can really know that I'm a safety net person. So when Dylan pitches like, let's big projects, big projects, I'm like, yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. And I so think, I, think I was maybe, like, let's start small and see if we even like to be a landlord because you, your folks were all into flips. My folks were stock portfolios. So we had never been around the idea of like being a landlord. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was like, let's start with one house. We nailed down on a neighborhood that we really, really liked. And we were just like, let's just put our money into an investment property. Now I will say that you know, for some people, there are some really blessed and fortunate people that have, you know, maybe generational wealth that just feeds that opportunity to put down, um, you know, extra money for an investment property. 
we literally worked our butt offs and I'm not trying to toot our, our horn here, but like, I just want to encourage somebody who sees us and say, Oh my gosh, like I want to, you know, invest like the Barrett's or I want to be where the Barrett's are at. Like we definitely, we ate shit. Um, (laughs) I'll just say it. (laughs) It (laughs) Well, I want to say we, we sacrificed, but we weren't, we weren't, uh, you know, well, your motto we always eating like, rice and beans. No, no, like, no. We were, but like your motto always, like when we first like got into it, was like eat shit so you can have caviar for the rest of your life. Yeah, and that has always really stuck with me because it took away from like the shiny stuff of like what people mm-hmm. want, and it just said, what is like, and- like what is our passive income going to look like? How are we building this? We don't want to work till we're like dead. Like we want to retire like at a reasonable, you know early age that we can go experience and, you know, Mm -hmm. life. Um, so I will say for those that are listing, like, um, we really hustled to find the ways that we could eliminate the luxury items to play the long-term game first up. We haven't upgraded our house. We bought our first house in 2017. No, but I will say one of the problems that like, well, one of the things that I think we made a mistake on is I'm a person of comfort. So we went from an apartment. We were renting down at Garden Co-op. Shout out to Garden, Garden Co-op. Shout out to Redding Garden Co-op. That place is legit. It was cheap. I remember our rent was like three seventy. Li- yeah, it's three hundred and seventy dollars. There, so if you're looking for like an apartment, complex, they have a waiting list, by the way. They but. have like a long waiting list, but it was like three sixty a month. It was so dirt cheap. I remember being pissed because our rent went up to three ninety. I was like, <laughs> "This is BS." As people are listening, they're like, "We're paying eighteen yeah. hundred right, in rent right. right now." Anyway, um, so this was years ago, but uh, we were living in an apartment, and uh, our problem was is we had this idea that we wanted to buy a house. I had just gotten off of out of nursing school. Um, you know, worked at the uh, Mercy, was making good income, wasn't in real estate yet. I was like, "Let's go buy a house," and my idea was the American dream: go buy you like something that's nice, something comfortable, comfortable, you deserve it, blah, blah, blah. And we were like two years behind our current idea of thought process of building a portfolio residential. So I would say if I could do it all over again, trash the like nicer, newer house, because the problem is, is we got so comfortable, which our house has been great. And I will say when we bought our house, we thought we were overpaying. You almost threw up yeah. because we went from a 360 um, monthly payment to $1,800 in our mortgage. And I remember Dylan like having a sheer pain. Yeah, it was just, <laughs> it was just too much of a difference. It, it felt we, big. I, I literally like wrote out for him, like, okay, honey, this is our expenses. This is how much we make. We're going to be okay. Um, but I will say, it's it, our house isn't anything crazy. It's a track home, super normal house, super normal really house, middle of the road. But it was super comfortable. Yeah, at the and time we it was bought and yeah, <laughs> from going from like a four hundred square foot house to an right. eighteen, and we're like, hello, we have closets. Hello, hello. Um, that's a funny. Um, but I do remember um, kind of having this mindset, and we bought when interest rates were five percent. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that. Uh, now in this current state of, you know, it being July, 2023, they're obviously higher, but we did buy at a higher interest rate. We thought we were buying at the peak of the market. Like there was just all this fear and unknown of like what we were going to do, but we bought the house. And I would say the problem is, is we got so comfortable with that house that the whole idea by the time we got into real estate was buy a house, live in in a year and move rent on it to out and rent move. it. And it's a whole house hacking, like opportunity that yep. we talk about. But we literally got so comfortable, like in our house that mm-hmm. I was like, there ain't no way you're moving me from this house. Yeah. So the problem was for us is that to invest, we either had to pull money out of our house 
or save 20% every for time. every single time for our investment properties. So yeah. how we kind of were able to do that, just full transparency, is that, you know, from my income at the hospital, being a nurse that paid our bills and anything residential real estate, instead of kind of splurging it on like fun things, we literally saved 20% and we just rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. Now there's a lot of people that will take properties leverage the equity, you know, pull a HELOC out and move that to other investments. Like you can totally. Yeah. That we could have grown way faster. I think safety we, faith over yeah, here, we, which <laughs> there is something to be said about it. Cause we have rental properties that pay quite a bit and our mortgage is so low. Cause we didn't go back to that house and pull out all the mm -hmm. money we could to go. So there's a, there's a bunch of safety built into those properties where if the AC goes out, if the, yeah. if something bad, if it floods or something bad happens, we're not, um, you know, cause people say, oh, the house, it cash flows $200 a month. And I always think, no, it doesn't because, yeah. you know, you have one problem. That's a thousand dollars. You just ate up you all, know, of your all of your cash flow for half the year, you know? Yeah. And so I would just say like, for us, we, we had to save 20% each time, which like maybe it was just one property a year or, you know, whatnot. So I would say that for anybody who's wanting to get into real estate, you're currently thinking about buying a house or maybe you're in like a similar situation like us, like there will always be an opportunity potentially, like depending on how you roadmap your life out of, you know, and your investments, your finances and everything to buy that like end all be all house. Mm -hmm. But it is the quickest and fastest, fastest leverage to be able to buy a house, live in it, move out of it and rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. So you don't have yep. to keep putting 20% down and you don't have to leverage your other properties. That's for me, small mom, pa faith sitting here. Like mm -hmm. I'm sure some big investor, if anybody, big yeah. investor would listen to yeah, our If podcast. anyone's out there that's a big investor, uh, um, <laughs> let us you know. Might have, you might have like another idea or concept. There's so many millions and millions ways of doing it, but this is just how we did it. And it was really by trial by error because your upbringing really was just fix and flips. It wasn't like buy hold mm -hmm. and my upbringing was stocks. So it was really figuring this out together. Yeah. I do think too, a lot of people compare real estate to stocks. And I think it's not a, it's not a, um, apples to apples comparison. Like mm -hmm. you can, in stocks, you can invest $5 a day and yeah. there's nothing, not, you know, no tenants going to, you know, ruin your life or whatever. I think, um, real estate, there are ways to do it on more of a budget, but it's, it takes money. Like yeah. real estate takes money. Things break, you know, it takes uh, the risk. There's risk. Um, so, you know, I think I've learned, I think I get really irritated with those, um, like TikTok people on like, you don't need any money. You don't need any of that. And it, it might be true to a certain extent if you do something a perfect way or whatever, but there's always the element of a lot of risk if you're doing everything. I think there's risk for anything. There's risk for right. your stock portfolio. To like, go down. To go whatever. down, to go up. Like yep. how, when can you access it? Like right. what the opportunity is. So um, I think you just have to kind of have me, safety faith, um, have enough you know, of your cushion to say, hey, I can leverage this. I can play with this, see what it gives me in return. Do I like it? Move forward kind mm -hmm. of thing. So we took our – we. So first off, if you're thinking about getting into your first property, whether this is your primary, an investment or whatnot, understand your location. And I know people will argue with us, well, if it's a good deal, it's a good deal. My thing, though, is, is like if the market was to crash, everything was to fall apart, like and we had to move into one of our locations or we mm -hmm. had to sell it, would I personally buy that? Like that's just been our always rule well, of thumb. And this seems like a dumb thing to, to – this is a dumb game that I play, but 
if someone I don't think I've ever heard this. No, I think you have. Okay. If someone gave me the house for free, oh. would I be excited or not? Oh. And that's a really good metric to use because I've seen houses come on the market that are, you know, not in great locations or they need a ton of work and uh you know, would if someone gave me that house for free, would I be excited or would I be terrified or mm. or um annoyed or mm -hmm. like oh do I I don't need this, you know. Yeah. And I think that's a really good way to gauge am I getting excited about something just because of the price or is yeah. this really something that I would like to own? Well, I mean, just like recently we bought a property. Um, we haven't started yet. We've had, you know, our own share of difficulties knowing that we are buying it with some difficult tenants in it. Um, but it's not an area we've ever looked in, but the risk that we took on the location, not so much that it's a bad location. It's just not our top location. Right we are able to offload that property. It's not gonna be a property that we're gonna buy and hold. Um, we're yep. gonna like flip it and it's gonna be what, our second flip technically, mm -hmm. um, it's second flip. Yeah, I think there's locations for flipping and then yep. there's locations for I wanna own this for And I also time. think that there's locations for flipping but also like, does it pencil out? You know, right. so if a deal is too good to pass up, I always say analysis and uh, analyze it <laughs> words. You babe. always say that? No. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> Usually. Sounds different. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, analyze. Analyze. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Married. Um, <laughs> uh, analyze location, return of investment. What's the surrounding comparables have been in that neighborhood if you're going to flip it? What's the long-term goal, short-term goal? So you can really understand, does this make sense? Yep. Um, because there will always be something that seems like a good deal, but I'm always like, if it's sitting on the market even as a good deal and nobody's buying it, then is it price location condition mm -hmm. like what is actually or sometimes what you know was there a death in the property is there something that we're not that we don't yeah. know that's causing it to not sell yeah. very well so kind of like moving forward so we bought our first property we got super hyper focused in a location um it was a single family residence um literally the price was just, right the price is right if we were on the price is right show yeah. it'd be like yeah. yeah uh no but we had an opportunity we threw 20 percent in it felt like me like Ugh. like and dylan's like a very like hey like i hate money sitting in the bank like let's invest it because it's really doing nothing in the bank i know everybody has their own safety net and concerns about money in bank or not money not having your money in the bank um but dylan's very much like if we have just money sitting in the bank and it's not giving us anything let's put it into something and i'm like ah save for a rainy day yeah. educating um, something educated <laughs> <laughs> not bitcoin or whatever I, no bitcoin's probably okay but yeah um but Anyway, uh, we bought our first property, put the 20% down, um, and we're stoked for the opportunity for the return of investment. Then we started really hyper-focusing in that neighborhood. We really, really liked that area. Started calling around, you know, anybody thinking of selling, we want to buy it as is, like, you know, no realtor fees, whatever, like, make the deal happen. Then deals started coming in and people started calling us. And that's where I just say, if like you really love a location or an idea that starts like your less overwhelming mindset mm -hmm. of like, how am I going to invest? Because I think too many people come in there like, I want to invest in real estate. Where do I start? And I'm like, yep. you need to figure out what are you investing in or what, what would you desire to be investing in? And then where's that location? I think it makes it easier to on your brain to, you know, that saying like, to a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Never heard that. You never, everyone's heard that. I'm just kidding. Uh, so if you're just like, I want a good deal, 
Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Do you, what is a what is a good deal to you? Yeah. You know, uh, what type of properties are you looking for? I think if you're looking for apartments, 10 units and more, you shouldn't be looking at any eight unit apartments or less. Like it just doesn't make sense yeah, because like, that's not that's not your niche. You know, I think knowing a niche, um, you know, you could buy gas stations, you could buy storage and you're going to do well, because that's your niche. Mm -hmm. You know, if someone who doesn't know those things gets into them, they could fail and say, oh, storage was horrible. Mm -hmm. But it's because it wasn't their niche. They didn't know what to look for, you know, or what location or, or yeah, location and niche. And I think from that, we were able to start acquiring properties. And then what really turned the corner was just the capability of you seeing the opportunity of what our lot actually could do. So then we started looking at so the property that we have, or all majority of the properties that we have currently, we can literally put a fence in the middle and then we can build a second unit on the back because there's alley access, mm -hmm. um, which a lot of the cities call in. You'll hear you know, very frequently an ADU, which is an accessory dwelling unit or an in-law unit. And so we started saying, okay, if we can't maximize another 20%. And now as interest rates are going up, you know, this was a, about a year and a half ago, mm -hmm. um, or we're not seeing the location come up again or the product or the opportunity. Can we make the product and the opportunity more on our investments currently, which I will give you all the shining, um, like, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, credit for coming up with just the idea of building an a um, ADU and in-law unit. So maybe you can kind of take them a little bit through our first one that we built. Yep. So we actually built an ADU on the first property that we ever bought. Um, and um, it was actually And I will perfect. say, like, we're here in the city of Reading. So as uh, fair housing rules and laws and everything have come out, they've been more pro for it. Mm -hmm. And so it became a little bit easier to pass certain things like that because they want the that smaller fair housing opportunity. They're trying to solve the housing problem. You cry. Problem, so. Right. So there's ADU pre-approved plans there. We didn't go with the city's ADU pre-approved -pre plans. We kind of just went with a more simpler plan just to keep cost, of, you know, yep. easy yeah, for simplified us. Simplified everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we were running the numbers and um, I don't know what it was. Maybe I was listening to a podcast or something like that, but it was um, having to do with ADUs and, you know, if you have the land, you have the space, you can build. And the, so to go back this requires money too. So, mm -hmm. you know, we saved a bunch, you know, saved everything we could to build the, this cash, mm -hmm. you know, so not everyone is in the situation that can do this. And I totally, um, uh, understand, understand that, you know, or that, like from listening to this, you might say, Oh, my property has like a big enough lot. Maybe I could build an in-law unit mm -hmm. and start that path. Or maybe income. you have enough equity in your home or to, you have to enough equity. It. Um, like I said, being safety faith, like we have yet to pull. We haven't like, pulled money out of any of our properties. We haven't pulled money out of our properties. And some of you might be like, okay, that's just this. You so have money dumb. just sitting there. Yeah, yeah, you just have money sitting there. And for me, I'm just like safety. If we have the cash, like can we leverage that first? And then before leveraging our other properties, I don't mm -hmm. know. We might be doing it all wrong, so yeah, we might. This, yeah, this might change in a year. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, you're always re re. And uh, there goes that word again. Analyzing. Thank you. Analyzing. Um, and it's a hard word. Thank you. It really is. I was homeschooled. Yeah. <laughs> same. Yeah, same. Analyzing and really understanding 
you know, if the, if the, the strategy we're doing makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so there, just because we're doing this cash or we're doing it by leveraging through private money or whatnot, you have to just understand that like, there's other ways to do it. HELOC, you know, cash out refi. So, yeah. And like, you also have to say, what do I want investing in real estate? Do I want three, 300 units to Mm -hmm. manage and barely make any cash flow, Or do I want peace of mind? And do Mm -hmm. I want less units, less problems and more cash flow. So those are totally, it's, you almost have to start at the end first and reverse engineer what you want to then get the result. Right. Yeah. So we built our first ADU. Um, We're now kind of in this ADU slash in-law unit mindset. How can we now leverage like our equity? How can we maybe sell some properties that aren't as like we just sold one of our properties because it was going to be one of the most complex ways to build an in-law unit after we got like the aha brilliant light bulb moment um it was kind of like i was like whoa like without even knowing all of our properties have this capability Mm -hmm. and so now we've been just kind of by process of analysis hey there's the word um hey that's what i was trying to say Uh, (laughs) with no problem (laughs) um we've been trying to simplify the 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 inventory that we have to be able to build an in-law unit quickly and then also starting to build new construction. So we're kind of in the really new construction world of like new is easier. It's, you know, uh, simpler. Uh, it's clean. We're not buying. Our tenants love them because they're Tenants love new. it. We can charge more uh, for our investments and kind of see a bit of a better, safer return of investment for us. And y'all, we own a few houses that are like in 1940s, 1950s. It's a beaut when it's 2023. They're cute (laughs) as heck, but they are, it's like a living organism. It's so weird. It's like something's always kind of going on. For the most part, they're all buttoned up, but like occasionally it'll be like the sewer pipe goes down, you know? Occasionally, yeah. (laughs) $9,000 there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we just, like we've looked at our properties, really made sure our investments are safe, safety faith, um, and then seen how we can leverage those for more so adding on without having to go buy another whole new property since we've nailed down the location for ourselves so um that's just kind of our recap on where we currently are with our niche and our mindset around investing there's a million ways to invest whether you want to keep exploring this journey with us listening to other people that we're going to bring on the podcast um, that run businesses building uh, real estate, a developer, you know, all sorts of mindsets just to give you some tool to get you passive income or start this journey of entrepreneurship, we would love for you to join. So uh, tune in next week um, as we're going to keep talking about our investment journey. If you have questions, comments, thoughts, considerations, or just wanting to know more of what we're doing in our journey, we're not perfect, but we got some good answers, hopefully. Um, join us on the Hustle Podcast, and we'll see you next week. See ya.